Let's go, Gator Nation! Welcome back to the Orange and Blue Weekly Review, your home for the best Florida Gator coverage. I'm your host, Ryan Kovaleski, and we are 4-0, people. We are 4-0, undefeated, 4-0 to start a season for the first time since 2015. The boys in Orange and Blue beat the Tennessee Volunteers 34-3 in the Swamp last Saturday. That's 14 victories in the last 15 games against Tennessee. That's total domination in this series. Almost to the point where we can probably stop calling this a rivalry game. It's completely one-sided. It's completely out of hand for the Tennessee Volunteers. But we will not stop calling it a rivalry game because we absolutely hate this team, guys. There is a storied past There is a history between these two teams. We will continue to hate them. We will continue to count this game as a rivalry. And we will continue to beat the Tennessee Volunteers on a yearly basis. Guys, this was probably Florida's most complete game of the season. Far from perfect, mind you. Far from perfect. There were times in this game where I felt like we were just driving full speed in a car in the forest with both of our eyes closed, just narrowly avoiding complete disaster at every single turn. But that's the thing. We avoided complete disaster. So let's give credit where credit's due. A win is a win. We are 4-0. Let's do this, Gator Nation. Let's get right into this review. Last Saturday, September 21st. 2019 in front of an announced crowd of 82,776 people which by the way that is an awesome showing Gator Nation that is an awesome showing that's a 12 o'clock game it's very early it's hot as hell September in Florida 12 o'clock in the heat of the day and the Gator Nation showed up they packed that stadium they represented for the orange and blue and the Florida Gators completely dismantled the Tennessee Volunteers by the score of 34 to 3. We were 12 and a half point favorites going into this game, guys. But I kind of thought that this might be a trap game for us. Tennessee comes in and they've had a very underwhelming season so far. They lost an inexplicable game to Georgia State. And then they lost to BYU. Both games they lost in the fourth quarter. BYU turned around and beat a ranked USC team and then they won last week so they could they could actually be 3-0 and if they didn't have meltdowns in the fourth quarter but they're not 1-2 and we sent those Vols packing guys they are 1-3 now and they have games against Georgia Mississippi State Alabama and South Carolina they will not be favored to win any of those games coming up the Tennessee Volunteers are at a complete risk of starting 1-7 and seven this season, guys. How is that possible? They have the talent. They have the resources. They have the pedigree. They have the recruiting. They have the coaching. Well, they thought they had the coaching. This is completely unacceptable. It's hilarious, but it's completely unacceptable. But forget about that. Kyle Trask, his first career collegiate start, his first start in seven years of organized football, and he delivers a solid game. Not a great game, but a solid game. 20 of 28, 
We'll take that all day long. That's a very efficient completion percentage. 293 yards, which is the most by a Florida Gator quarterback since Austin Appleby. You guys remember that name? And that was against, guess who? The Tennessee Volunteers. Kyle Trask had two touchdowns, but three turnovers, guys. Two picks, one fumble. Gator Nation. If you're one of those fans that's in complete denial about any negative regarding your team, this podcast is probably not for you. I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm a realist. I'm going to give it to you straight on this show. I'm 100% real. You know the deal. Orange and blue weekly review. Three more turnovers, guys. That's nine turnovers to start this year in four games. That is a concern. That is an issue. That is a problem. It's turning into an epidemic, guys. And really, it should have been four turnovers last Saturday, but Malik Davis's fumble was recovered by a player that had his foot out of bounds, so that call gets overturned. And that's his second fumble in his last seven carries, guys. Please, just stop giving him the ball. Just stop giving him the ball at this point. We have LaMichael P. Ryan. We have Damian Pierce. Just stick to that script. These guys are tough as nails. They're going to get you those yards. They're going to fight. They're going to hold on to the rock. Speaking of those guys, both of those guys put up six points for the orange and blue. And that leads me to the next point, guys. The O-line looked a little bit better. The pass protection was solid. Kyle Trask... He almost always had time to throw the ball. There was a couple breakdowns, but he basically had a clean pocket. The run blocking, eh, I mean, it was better, maybe. We only had 128 yards on 37 carries, which that's not a good number. 3.5 yards a carry, that's average to below average. This team just can't run block. I've just come to accept that we cannot run block. And when we get into the heart of our schedule, guys, these kind of numbers, that's not going to do. We cannot be a one-dimensional team going up against Auburn, LSU, or Georgia. But it got the job done last Saturday. A couple random tidbits here, guys. Jonathan Greenard is an absolute stud. We're talking the general of the stud army, an absolute leader of the stud army. In four games so far, this guy has been the best player on the entire football field in every single game. He's playing his way into a first round pick in this next year's NFL draft at this point. He's just batting down balls left and right. He's he's everywhere, guys. He's just involved in every single play on defense. He batted down a ball that would have been a complete touchdown. It would have been a sure touchdown. That wide receiver was open, and that was when the game was still close. He batted it down at the line of scrimmage. He knocked it down. Two tackles for a loss, another sack, a forced fumble. This guy is an absolute machine. He's an absolute machine. And Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts, guys. Remember that name. This guy is an absolute machine freak of nature he is too big for opposing defensive backs he's too big for opposing linebackers he's too fast for opposing linebackers he's an absolute problem for defenses a true mismatch and he catches 
every single thing thrown his way, guys. He's another leader of the stud army. We just have leaders of the stud army, guys, coming through for the orange and blue. We had four more, four more sacks. This team can absolutely get after the quarterback. We are flying off the edge with Jeremiah Moon. We are flying off the edge with guys like Jonathan Greenard. And this was without Jabari Zuniga, who's our best pass rusher. And we were still, we were still getting after that quarterback. And we forced four turnovers. This defense balled out last Saturday. When I say that we were driving through the forest in a car with our eyes closed, narrowly avoiding collision at every single chance. I'm talking about the offense. There was times where the offense was just a shit show, but not the defense, guys. Tennessee finishes with 151 yards passing and 88 yards rushing. Those are very pedestrian numbers. Those are terrible numbers. Trey Dean had a super athletic interception. Amari Bernie had a super athletic interception. Marco Wilson had a pick. That was that was basically a clear miscommunication thrown right to him. No receiver in sight. The Tennessee quarterback room is an absolute train wreck. The whole team is a train wreck. They had four 15-yard penalties. Four turnovers. They had dropped passes. This team just consistently shot themselves in the foot. They had chances. They had chances to be in this game. The only good thing that a Tennessee player did the entire night or the entire day on Saturday was to forget how to answer the phone. A video clip that instantly went viral. If you guys have not seen it yet, Google just Tennessee Volunteers. It'll probably be the very first thing that shows up. This backup quarterback picks up an entire phone and puts it up to his ear, not taking it off the receiver. No idea what they're doing. They don't know what they're doing on the football field. They don't know what they're doing on the sidelines. They probably don't know what they're doing on the on the on the off the field. This team is just an absolute train wreck, guys. It's just bad over there. It's really bad. And this is my prediction right now. That coach is going to be sent packing in the very near future. They are probably going to be one and seven, and they are a very prideful program. They're gonna, they're not gonna put up with that, guys. They had chances in this game, like I said. They overthrown a wide open receiver down the field, a complete blown coverage. That guy would have walked right in for a touchdown. They had another pass bounce off their best wide receiver's face mask. That ball was picked off by Trey Dean. But let's get back to Florida, guys. Kyle Trask, he looked like he belonged. He looked like the moment was not too big. He was operating calm. He was operating efficiently. And that's kind of just his personality. He doesn't look like he gets too excited. He didn't dwell on his mistakes. And the team balled out around him. And I think that that's a very very important aspect guys i feel like a true leader your team stands up and they perform around you it looks like the florida gators are going to be just fine with him under center taking over for the injured felipe franks this team played hard guys and without three of our best starters cj henderson jabari zuniga and Kadarius tony and Ventrell Miller goes down in the first half with a shoulder injury. The injuries are mounting up, guys. Nothing too serious, though, so far, thankfully. 
All these players that I'm mentioning, they're due to return, minus Felipe Franks, of course. But the injuries are mounting up, and it's a concern, guys. We cannot run block, and this is a very young defense, but we got that W. It was a very, very impressive game. Hopefully, we showed the nation that we belong in the top 10. We have some things to clean up. Every single team in the country has some things to clean up at this point. But I believe that we will get that done. We have the competent coaches that will get that done. We have the talent. When this team gets healthy, hopefully we start clicking on all cylinders. This is a very young and inexperienced offensive line. When they get their shit together, guys, I feel like these guys, I mean, they have the talent. They have the size. Our strength and conditioning coach is probably the best in the entire country. Savage is going to have those guys ready to play. I don't think strength is the issue. I think there's just assignments. I think it's just an execution issue. I think there's just lack of playing time. We were we replaced four starters on the offensive line in this offseason, guys. Do not forget that. So I'm going to be hard on these guys, but I'm going to be honest. Those guys are not getting the job done in the run blocking but they're they're working their asses off and i think that they're they're going to turn that around that's the tennessee review guys some good things a complete win some troubling signs against running the ball i mean 128 yards against the 74th rushing defense in the country that has to get better guys and fingers crossed that it does but let's move on to our next victim some team called Townsend, the Townsend Tigers, next Saturday, 4 o'clock p.m., another game at the Swamp. This one's on the SEC Network, and this should be a bloodbath, guys. The Townsend Tigers are 3-1 in the Colonial Athletic Association. Never heard of them. But they were top 20 in the FCS, so they're doing their thing in their conference. They were top 20. Well, that was until last Saturday's defeat. They lost their first game of the season. They went down to Villanova in overtime. Very high-scoring game. One pretty cool thing about Townsend is their quarterback is the little brother of NFL quarterback Joe Flacco. So Tom Flacco, he's having a pretty decent season so far, guys. Six touchdowns against one pick. He threw his first pick last, last Saturday against Villanova. Granted, against this this is against subpar opponents guys so you have to remember that this is college football every single team in the entire country gets to play one of these fcs things gets to play one of these fcf teams it's for paris parity it's good for the league we give them a bunch of money they come in they get a little bit exposure they get the snot knocked out of them and then we send them back Hopefully they spend that money on their football program and then they just keep building. They keep building. They keep building and then they get better. It's for the parity of the league. So every single team plays teams like this. Don't let anybody fool you because people are going to make fun of the Florida Gators schedule and say Townsend. Who's Townsend? Why are they scheduling them? It's just one of those things, guys. It has to be done. There is no shortage of quality opponents on that Florida Gator football schedule, guys. We have to run through the gauntlet of the SEC. And we played Miami the first game of the season. And we play Florida State every single year. Florida State might not be great this year, but that's a quality opponent that we schedule every single year. 
we're, we're, we're doing our thing, guys. Florida Gators, Gator Nation, don't let anybody tell you that our schedule's a joke. We play one of the hardest schedules in the entire country every single year. But yeah, guys, Townsend, they, they've had a pretty decent year so far. But like I said, it's just against FCS opponents. This should be a gimme game. This should be a bloodbath. Hopefully, it'll be a chance for our starters and some of our backup players to get more experience, get some confidence in that O-line. I want to see those guys push some guys back, just exert their dominance, exert their strength, exert their will. I want to see us running the ball. Hopefully we put up more than 200 yards rushing, all four, maybe even five running backs involved. Just get those young defensive backs some more experience. We have very young defensive backs. We have solid starters in Marco Wilson and C.J. Henderson, but right now C.J. Henderson is out. And what happens if Marco Wilson goes out? What happens if Kyle Trask goes out? I want to see more of Emory Jones, and I want to see him throwing the football, guys. He was 4 of 6 for 20 yards against Tennessee, but every single one of his passes was behind the line of scrimmage. We're going to have to let this guy let it rip. I don't think he's completely developed with his arm. I think he's an athletic guy. I think he can take off with his feet. I think he can make things happen in the run game. And hopefully, eventually, he'll be able to make things happen in the passing game. That's the idea. That's his potential. Highly recruited kid coming out of high school. But this is the kind of game where you get that kind of practice against somebody in an opposing Sideline, somebody with a different color jersey on. That's what I want to see. I want to see those young players come in, get experience. I'm not going to go into great detail and preview some team called Townsend, who I've been watching college football my entire life, and I've never even heard of, guys. I'm just going to give give you guys the nitty-gritty about this team. Like I said, they're decent in the FCS. They lost their first game last Saturday. It's pretty cool that their quarterback is the younger brother of a Super Bowl-winning NFL quarterback. But we're going to beat that ass. We're going to beat that team down. It's going to be 4-0, guys. And then we are going to get into this schedule, guys. We are going to find out what these Florida Gators, the 2019 Florida Gators are made of. We're about to find out right now. There's no hiding when you got to play a team like Auburn and then LSU and even South Carolina, Georgia, obviously. I mean, there's no shortage of quality opponents coming up. So like I said, there's no hiding. This team is either going to get exposed Or we're going to show our true colors and see that we're better than a lot of people are thinking. Because we're playing some sloppy football, guys. We're undefeated right now, but the true tests are coming. And I really hope that we are up for the challenge. Last year's team, it seemed like we played down to our competition sometimes. Because we beat LSU, guys. We stood up and we beat some of the harder teams on our schedule. We beat Michigan. In a, bowl, in a big bowl game on national TV. So this team, we played hard against quality opponents. So I hope that that trend continues. But I don't want to just play hard against these teams. We should beat the Auburn Tigers, guys. We can beat the Auburn Tigers. Georgia, if I'm being honest, that one's going to be a very tough game. Their strengths 
play right into our weaknesses. That could be a hard game. We're going to need Dan Mullen to coach his ass off in that game, but I'm not going to get too far into that. This is the Orange and Blue Weekly Review. I recap last week's game like I did against Tennessee. I preview next week's game like I did against the Townsend Tigers. Now I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, guys. Enjoy your week, guys. Please tune in. If you have not subscribed to the Orange and Blue Weekly Review, what are you doing? Support your boy. Support a fan of the Gator Nation. If you're a fan of the Florida Gators, why would you not support this podcast, guys? I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this for me. It's an absolute passion of mine. I love college football. I love the Florida Gators. I'm going to continue to do this all season, next season, hopefully talk in the offseason. Give your boy a like. Rate this podcast. Give me, give me a description in the comments about what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, guys. This is the Orange and Blue Weekly Review. Like I said, I'm your boy, Ryan Kovaleski. That was this week's review. I will give you guys another podcast next Saturday. We are going to be 5-0 at the conclusion of that game. I can tell you that right now. Have a great week, guys. This is Ryan Kovaleski for the Orange and Blue Weekly Review, and I am out, guys. Peace.